communities across the nation are working harder than ever to enhance the success of doing business in their locales. Logistics, location, sites, and available properties are all important parts of what makes a community thrive. If your company is considering an expansion or relocation, let us take you behind the scenes and talk directly with those that are making today's communities a great place for your company. You're listening to the Community Connection GT Podcast. Produced and sponsored by Global Site Location Industries. You can listen to all our GT podcasts at www.globaltrademag.com slash GT podcast. Or listen and follow us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Now, here's our CEO and chairman, Eric Kleinsorch. I want to welcome all of our listeners to another one of our special GSLI Community Connection podcasts. I'm your host, Eric Kleinsorch, and as I look out the window here at our Dallas studio, I'm reminded we're in the final stretch of what I would consider a challenging 2020. And as I reflect on all the other podcasts and discussions with companies that were expanding and relocating, there was always a common denominator that differentiated those that struggled through the year and those that pivoted and became more dominant, leadership. It was always a great leader that had the ability to share their vision strategize a path, and empower their people to execute with unity. Today, I have a very special guest joining us from Ruston, Louisiana. And if you want to talk leadership, he's one of the best. Today, we're honored to have Ruston's mayor, Ronnie Walker, join us for some of his insight on what's happening and why Ruston is a great place to expand or relocate your company. Mayor Walker currently serves on the board of North Louisiana Economic Partnership, the Louisiana Municipal Association Board of Directors and District B President, the Firefighter Retirement Board, the Board of Coordinating Development Council, and the Board of ARCLA Industrial Development Council. Impressive, to say the least. In this episode, we're going to hear from Mayor Walker on how the city of Ruston continues to grow its diversified business climate while maintaining the quality of life in the community. Mayor Walker, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much, Mom. Privilege to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Mayor, I had the opportunity to tour your community a couple months ago, and I was truly impressed of just everything that's going on there in Ruston. The history, the educational institutions, the community projects, and honestly, as they always say, the location, location, location. (laughs) So I first want to thank your Economic Development Director, Ray Watson, for such a wonderful tour and genuine hospitality. And I think when the weather warms up, I'm going to take you up on your opportunity to play a little championship golf at Squire Creek, if you don't mind. Hey, I tell you what, uh, bring your A game when you come, for sure. It's, it's a great course. The Davidson family built Tom Fazio course here. It's Well, it's actually 12 miles from here. It's outside of the city limits, but it's still in Lincoln Parish, and it is an incredible course. And Every time I play, I, I pinch myself almost thinking, gosh, I can't believe we have this course right here in North Louisiana. So it, it's well worth the drive, the visits for us and the play, and I'll be glad to host you. Oh, absolutely. So are you guys doing your Christmas celebrations the best you can right now? Yes. Well, you know, we've had to cut back like everybody else has. We didn't do, we did the uh, turning on of the Christmas tree downtown, the downtown lights uh, virtually, you know, to cut down on crowds. We are doing carriage rides downtown uh, right now simply because that's three or four people and it's usually a family. But we're not doing a whole lot of other things besides encouraging our folks to wear a mask, 
social distance, yep. wash your hands, and please shop locally since so many people right now are choosing to shop online. It just really worries me that with all that's happened with our mom and pops, our small businesses, that we're going to lose some through the process, and especially if this gets worse and they talk about closing businesses down again, that, that will really hurt our, our small businesses. Yeah, and you know, that's a perfect segue into some of the topics I want to discuss with our listeners today. So, you know, on my visit, I really saw a conscious effort in the continued development and the quality of life for the community. You really put your heart and soul into helping your local businesses thrive, you know, through these challenging times. Can you share with us your approach on how you strive to improve and maintain the quality of your residents? You know, I was um, elected mayor six years ago. And one of the things I ran on was the fact that we needed to, to improve our quality of life. We have a great setting here. I mean, we're North Louisiana, kind of rural area, but yet we have Louisiana Tech, which is an incredible university here in our city, just four blocks from downtown. But we also have Grambling State University, which is a, a great university also, and that's only four miles from here. So we have a lot of commerce, almost all the commerce from the Gramlin students and their faculty is here in Ruston. Most of their students who don't live on campus uh, or in Gramlin City live here in Ruston. So we've got a unique opportunity in that aspect. But as we looked at quality of life issues, we realized we have a great downtown. We just need to improve, continue to improve it. We, it needs to be a vibrant downtown. We needed to do some things like we didn't have any walking or riding trails, bike trails in our city. Again, a two-college town, we had zero miles of bike trails. So we addressed that. We've addressed the farmer's market. We now have a vibrant farmer's market that's in a great building. And it's really well used, especially on Saturdays when they're open and then at night sometimes when they're open. That's brought a lot to our city. Well, we've made a concerted effort to become a walkable city. So we've added lots of sidewalks, lots of bike trails, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, a little later on. But that's those things, uh, recycling, curbside recycling, those things are the quality of life issues that people look for uh, when they're looking for a city. Yeah, I was going to say, kind of dive into the, the railroad project there, the tracks and the trails sure. that you're putting in. Okay. Yeah, we, we used to have, there was a railroad that ran through our city north and south called the Rock Island Railroad, and it ran from northern Arkansas down to central Louisiana. It shut down probably uh, 25, 30 years ago. So there was one small segment, about a mile, that people would just run on because it was in a great location, part of our city, and but it was not developed or anything like that. So when I became mayor, we actually bought up all of the right-of-way within the city limits. So it's a seven-mile path through our city, uh, right through the heart of our city. It goes from city limit to city limit. And we took that first phase, which was phase one, and just used a, a gravel surface on that because it was already the, the, the railroad base was there. All the tracks had been taken out, but all the uh, aggregate was still there. So... We did that one. Then we, we started uh, seeking some funds through the state, through the uh, Rails to Trails program. They've been very, very helpful. We also started seeking some grants since we had already done 
phase one, and we're in the process of fixing to do phase two, we were able to secure a million-dollar uh, grant from Blue Cross Blue Shield Foundation to add connectors from that main, what I call the trunk, uh, from the main part of the, the trail to the subdivisions, to the medical facilities, to all our school elementary schools, to our shopping areas from that main uh, bike trail. So now we've got one more phase to go. The phases that we've done, uh, two, three, and four, have all been asphalt instead of uh, aggregate. And we've got one left, one segment left, which is from the interstate through our university. And that's part of a $17.5 million grant we got from the Department of Transportation, what they call bill grants. And we received one of those uh, last year. Those projects will start. That's a new street, rehabbing part of the street, the bike trails, uh, new connectors to the university. You won't be able to tell when you leave the university and get to our downtown or vice versa because it'll all look the same, the same streetscape, the same sidewalks, planters, lights, uh, have a smart uh, city portion to it also. So it's, it's really exciting. That part alone was something that really caused our city to, to really start looking at walkability and rideability within our city. And, and everybody's very excited about it. Yeah, and that was probably one of the, the biggest things I walked away from leaving, leaving Rustum was really the quality of life. I could see my family you know, enjoying the, the tremendous quality of life that you're preparing for them and, and that's already established there. But we work with thousands of companies, and, and we talk to them every day about what their number one concern is in a community. And right now, I would have to say it's a, a sustainable, educated workforce. And Rustin yep. is a two-college town. So what kind of impact do you think that makes on your city? Well, it's a huge economic impact, I'll tell you that right off the bat. I mean, that Louisiana Tech University is the driver, economic driver for our city. Louisiana Tech and Gramlin State University together are the economic drivers for our parish. It's so important because it, it presents so many opportunities for us. You know, our goal here in the city is to to watch kids come to the university, go through the university, graduate, and then open businesses here or stay here and work in businesses that we have here. Tech has done an incredible job with incubator, business incubators, and they understand. Dr. Geis, who's the president of the university, understands what economic development can do for the city, but also for the university and all the opportunities that that offers the students there. Uh, you know, we've got a great story right now of uh, two young men. They came from New Orleans. They came to Tech. Well, one was on a football scholarship. The other one was on an uh, academic scholarship. Before they even finished Tech, they went through an entrepreneurial program they have at the university and through a competition there. They actually won the competition, and they started a company uh, it's called World Vision, and it's a T-shirt company. And here are two college guys who have started a business. They're now 24, two years out of college, and the city is actually working with them right now to build a building for them that they will lease and with plans to buy as soon as possible. But that's the perfect, that's what we'd love to see more of, where students come to Tech, they get their degree, 
They either go to work for one of the businesses here or companies here, or they start a business and locate it right here in Ruston. Because I promise you, this business that they've started will not be their last business. They will be, start several others, I'm sure, through their life. So that's the kind of uh, culture we want to have. It's the kind of environment we want to have where they can study here, uh, grow here, and we as a city can assist in providing facilities for startup businesses like that. Yeah, and I really saw that. When I visited, I saw a true buy-in from everybody in the community about helping it grow, helping the people grow, help the businesses grow, and really it seemed like everybody had each other's back. And that really stems from, you know, the relationships that you build. And sure. I feel that relationships are you know, truly a key for any business and organization to be successful. Tell me about some of the partnerships the city is, has and the importance of those relationships and really on your overall continued growth. You know, we, we talk all the time about partnerships. I came from the business side before I was mayor. I was in banking, and I, I saw through that that you've got to have partners. You've got to have good partners you can work with. You can get a whole lot more done with partnerships. And the grant I was speaking of earlier, the Bill Grant, that was a partnership. Not only it was we led it as a city, but then the university was involved with it because it's going to affect property, their connectivity with the university, and also it provides new transportation sources to get to the university. But also we have the Louisiana Center for the Blind here. So we also partnered with them. So when we presented this to the Department of Transportation in, in D.C., it won the city of Ruston coming and saying, hey, we need this money for, for this project. It was the city of Ruston. It was Louisiana Tech University, a great engineering and research university, and also the, the Center for the Blind, one of the most well-known uh, centers to train blind people in the country. So partnerships are incredible. When we, when we go out and recruit a company, we don't want to recruit just XYZ company that's going to come build a plant in Ruston and be here and, you know, and get laborers from, from our workforce here. We want to partner with that business. So we look at every possible incentive we can give them. We have worked really hard because our city owns, of course, our water, sewer, but we also own our electrical distribution system. So we don't rely on someone else. We, we buy the power wholesale, but we provide it to our businesses. And we also offer fiber optic to our businesses. So we worked really hard to keep our utility costs low so that that's a great incentive that we can use. We're one of the lowest utility providers in the entire state of Louisiana. And that's very important to us to provide those type things. When we talk to a company to or to a business that might want to build a plant here or whatever, we have industrial sites that are available that the city owns that we help with. We try to provide infrastructure to their site. Whatever we can do to make their transition to um, the city of Ruston possible. And your, your previous question, I didn't touch on it as much as I probably needed to, the workforce the fact that we do have two universities here and we pull from so many other areas. We have a, approximately 1,300 people, 13 to 1,400 people who leave our city or our parish to go to work every day, but we also have almost the exact same number who come to our city uh, to work also. So we have a, a great workforce 
here in North Louisiana. You've got a, a work ethic that's very good in North Louisiana. It's what I would call just good down-home people who understand the value of having a good job and doing their work. We have 300 employees here in the city of Ruston, and, and there's some, I, I constantly get comments, whether it's an email or a text or a phone call, are stopping me in the grocery store to say, hey, you know that guy that drives that garbage truck or that guy that works on the uh, electrical lines, they did something the other day really special. You know, they stopped and did this or this. So it's very important. And the partnerships that we've established throughout the years with businesses have just grown. And we, we really, that's, if you ask anybody in Ruston, probably what one of the main things the mayor wants to do and that that they probably would tell you that he loves partnerships because it's so very important. Yeah, and from that leadership, what I really experienced and saw was, you know, you you go into a community and you see, you know, the businesses and, and the institutions really band together, but do the the citizens themselves have, have a buy-in in the growth of the, the city? And most of the time when the word taxes comes up in a conversation, it's it's pretty much looked at negatively. But I found it interesting that the city of Ruston's residents recognized your city's need for improvements so much that they actually voted for an increase in sales tax. What kind of effect have you seen on that passage of the increase on the progression of your city projects? You know, when I became mayor six years ago, I never thought I would ask for a tax increase. But one of the first things I did was I sat down with all of our department heads and I said, look, Give me your wish list. What do we need? You know this this community better than anyone. And of course, they came back with a uh, quite a list of of projects. But what it helped me to see was just how much we needed to do. We're no different than any any other city, uh, especially a southern city. The south part of our city, where most of our minority population live, had been neglected for years. And so it was really when I started putting the list of projects together and how much work we needed to do on the south side of the city just to get them where they should be in relationship to the north. It made the sale, if you, and it was a sale. I had to go out and sell the fact that we needed to do all these projects. So we put together a PowerPoint presentation and we went out and we did 30 town hall meetings. Uh, I took office in January of 15, 2015, we started in December of 15, and we the vote was in August. And we had these town hall meetings, and they were well attended, and we showed the people where we were. We showed them pictures of the projects that we needed to do, the areas that we needed to improve, the fact that we had subdivisions that didn't have adequate water supply because of old plumbing that had been there for years. And it was really a, an easy sell because we had a lot of folks who – would come up to me afterwards and just say, I had no idea. I've never been in this part of the city or whatever. So we were able to pass it on a 70 to 30, uh, 70% to 30% pass rate. The amazing thing to me was the fact that one week prior to our tax election, the state legislature put a one cent sales tax, additional sales tax on our people. We had no idea that was going to happen, of course. And that came on a week, was announced a week beforehand. It passed a week beforehand, and we still passed it 70 to 30. Our people understood the vision uh, of what we wanted for the city, 
the city council members. I have to give them credit because they understood it and they had to approve the fact that we were going to do this. And they totally understood it. And we immediately went to work. That was that allowed us to start about $150 million in projects over the next 20 years. We have crammed probably uh, almost $100 million of those in the first five years. But people love the fact that we have improved our streets. We didn't just improve our streets. We first looked at the water and the sewer under those streets, and we fixed water lines, sewer lines. We reworked all but one of our, our water wells. We've added new facilities. We built a sports complex because we needed another economic driver besides the university. But I think our people understood it. And in fact, myself and all five of our city council members actually on our second term went in unopposed. And I think it was due to the fact that people understood what we were trying to do as a city and they saw results. And uh, we, we're just continuing to work that 20-year plan. There's still a lot of projects uh, that we want to do and continue to grow the city. Yeah, Mayor, and you, you had to do it. You had to throw out the sports complex. And anyone that knows me, that's the way to my heart is through the dirt on the oh. And I, well, I'm good. a firm believer. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that sports can provide so many critical opportunities for youth that they really take into their business life. And I'll tell exactly. you, I've seen, I've, I've seen, I've taken teams, I've played at over a hundred complexes in my life, and the tour of the Ruston Sports Complex was probably one of the highlights of my trip. I mean, I cannot say enough about the thought that was put into that complex. And I had the joy of working with my city on a development of our own sports complex. And I have to admit, I mean, your complex was, I mean, it was jaw-dropping. It was really a phenomenal project that I saw a lot of, a lot of good things happening around it. Have you seen its role? What have you seen in its transformation of Ruston's community? You know, it's, it's been a great addition. We had, you know, like every town, we had some facilities we didn't have very nice facilities. As a city, we did not own a gymnasium. We, we had one that we used, but we did not own it. So we first built, it's 185 acres. Uh, we built 36 fields. I think there's 21 of those that are all turf, artificial turf. So you don't have to worry about rain outs or things like that. And we built them for two reasons. One, we knew our, our kids deserved better than what they had as far as their what I call city leagues, parks and recreation leagues, or whether it's Dixie baseball, whether it's girls softball, whatever it is, they deserved better than what they had. But we also realized that we could play, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, those recreational league, leagues or city leagues. But then on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all of a sudden, travel team ball could be a real economic driver to our city. And when we did the research and saw what, and fortunately, my stepdaughter played in a, a soft travel t- on a travel team softball team, so I knew exactly what I spent when I went to a, a visiting city, you know, three hours away or wherever it was. So that's what we've done. We've pushed that. Unfortunately, of course, COVID hit. We opened our park, partially opened it in July of 19. So we got basically we got about six or eight months before COVID hit that kind of shut us down in March of this year. 
we were able to start back with tournaments in September. I just received yesterday the list of tournament weekends for next year, and we have five weekends the entire year next year that there's not major tournaments. The great thing about our complex is we can play not just a baseball tournament, but we can play a baseball tournament, softball tournament, tennis, or soccer all at the same time because it's almost like we... We bought enough land to be able to spread them out to where you can you can have all those individual tournaments. It's almost like four smaller complexes built in one big complex. And now we're actually building our indoor facilities so that we will have gyms. So we'll have a new indoor facility that has uh, six basketball courts. We can play eight volleyball games. Uh, we can have cheer competition, dance line competition, weightlifting, all kind of uh, trade shows, whatever. And all of that is located on 185 acres within our city. And again, that's on our south side. So we actually took an area of our city and have basically uh, redeveloped it. We have you know, one restaurant there now. We hope we have even more. We hope we have some hotels that develop there. So it's been a real, it has helped tremendously with the sales tax revenue within our city because, again, we didn't have a river that flows through our city. We didn't have a lake. We didn't have anything that was really what you would call tourism-driven except our university athletic events, which are huge, uh, and Gramlins. So this was a way to make every weekend a weekend when people are coming from out of town, spending nights in the hotel, eating in our restaurants, filling their cars up with gas, going to the grocery store to buy you know whatever they might need for their team, and spending money in my, our shops. I mean, I have a shop downtown, and we every weekend when we have tournaments, we see people coming in, you know, either with their uniforms on, or you can tell they're from out of town and they're there for for a sporting event. Yeah, you might as well go ahead and give it a plug. If I'm a you know business owner, I want to see what Rustin's all about and bring my baseball team there. I mean, where can they find some of those schedules of what, what you have uh, they, in the coming year? Yeah, they can actually go on our website, Rustin Sports Complex, and see it all. Their schedule is on there. They can It gives you the information on how you can book the facility. You have to have something to make people want to come to your town. We have the two universities, which are great. But football season is only so long, and um, they come for baseball and basketball, but not like football. We know that in the South. But So we were looking for something, and that helped us. We also developed a new uh, shopping center that also helps us with sales tax revenue. You know, I wanted us to become the hub for North Louisiana for all these smaller cities around us or larger cities, too. We were kind of stuck. We're between Monroe and, and Shreveport Bossier. So we were kind of the little guy, but there's a lot of other cities, uh, smaller cities, and now we're getting a lot of traffic from Monroe, West Monroe, and from Bossier, Shreveport coming to our city for the restaurants, for the shopping. So it all works out. It's You know, city government, to me, is a business, and you've got to run it like a business. And to do that, you've got to have revenue streams. You've got to have people coming to your city. It all fits together, and that was the entire business plan we put in place four years ago. We're, we're now seeing that business plan come to fruition. Unfortunately, the COVID has hit us a little bit, knocked us back a little bit, but we see nothing but blue skies ahead because 
we know this will end. It will be gone. Our business will businesses will be back fully operational. I hate our cities. I mean, we've had to, you know, curtail some things due to the COVID and how we work and how our workers work. So it's affected everyone. But I think as we move into 2021, we look forward to great things. Yeah. So I'm a listener, and you've got my attention. I'm. I want to take a look at your city. Paint a picture for me. Are there any particular industries based on your location, based on the technology, based on the infrastructure? Are there any certain companies or industries that you find really thrive there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's two that are tied. So I'm going to give you the first one. Anything related to wood. We are in uh, a real, uh, a super area as far as raw materials, as far as wood goes from south arkansas to north louisiana i mean talking with the uh, wood experts and the wood fiber experts we are we're sitting in the perfect place we have interstate 20 running east and west through our city we have highway 167 highway 33 which are major state highways running north and south through our city so from a manufacturing standpoint Anything related to wood, whether it's sawmills or anything that uses wood raw material, we are in a perfect location. The other thing that we're in the perfect location for is anything related to Louisiana Tech and their their cyber engineering, their cybersecurity, anything related along those lines, they're incredible. Uh, The engineering departments at Tech are some of the best around, and then we've had great results. Tech does a lot of work with the NSA. They do a lot of work with the Defense Departments. The Cyber Innovation Center in Bossier City, Louisiana Tech, is a great partner with them, and there's been a lot of things that have happened with the university and uh, cyber initiative there in Bossier City. No, I was going to say, I was really impressed uh, when they shared with me the, the investment they've put, they're putting into the robotics there, which was just amazing. Yes. And, you know, that's the thing about it. People don't understand how a, a university can actually help them, not just with workers, but the fact that the university loves to take on projects that manufacturing companies have. We had a, a company that was here that uh, was shipping a lot of stuff, and they actually took their cardboard box to the university, to the engineering department, and said, hey, you know, what can you all help us with there? And they, they redeveloped the entire packaging. So the university is not only there, but they're willing to help. And the fact that you can turn to that much intellectual knowledge in one place, and it's not, like I said, it's not just tech, it's also Gramlin. Uh, we've got two great universities and two great university presidents, Dr. Les Geis at Louisiana Tech and Rick Gallo at Gramlin. They're both they understand the partnership needs. They understand what economic development means to their cities and to this parish, and also to North Louisiana. We're we're really a regional type city. We want we have an economic development person that you mentioned, Ray Watson, who does a great job. But he doesn't he doesn't work just for the city. I mean, that's who pays his salary. He's one of our employees. But if we have a company that wants to locate in Lincoln Parish, that's fine. We will work with them because we know we're going to get the benefits from them. The other thing that I want to go back to when we're talking about businesses is our utilities again because our utilities and our fiber, uh, we own our own fiber just for businesses. 
and that we find uh, utilities and the fact that we have our own fiber is very attractive to businesses that want to come, manufacturing and commercial businesses that want to come to Ruston. The low utility rates are very attractive. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that's another big qualifying factor for for companies is their connectivity because everything's done on the cloud. The displacement of workers doing video conferencing, video teleconferencing, all of those things. If a a city's not well prepared with their fiber right now, they're really behind. and, And COVID really put an exclamation point on that fact. You're you're exactly right. In fact, I had a meeting with some of our guys yesterday about uh, we're looking at trying to do like some other cities have done and use some incentives to get people who are going to be working at home to come to Ruston and live and work here because of all the the, uh, things that we have to offer. We feel like that's a real growth area that we need to to touch even more so. Yeah. So, Mayor, we're about out of time, and as we wrap up, I mean, Ruston – it's a retirement community. It's a college town. It meets the meets the needs of families with young kids because of that amazing sports complex you guys have put in. Would you say Ruston has something for everyone? Oh, there's no doubt about it. You know, it's amazing how many senior adults who come uh, retirees, um, and I'm a senior adult, so I can <laughs> say that, uh, retirees who come to Ruston, for a lot of reasons. I mean, you know, we're, we're very religious cities. The, we laugh a lot of times. We say there's a church in every corner. Not really, but we're a very religious city. But we have so much to offer with the two universities. I mean, there's so many. Everybody can can take a class and learn, you know, no matter how old you are. And there's all kind of classes that you can take at the universities. But there's also the arts and the athletic events that, you know, are centered around the universities. But then our city itself. It's just a good southern town where people love to talk to everyone. Everybody knows each other almost. We put up Christmas lights, not as big as you know some of the other cities, but we put up Christmas lights uh, every year. And it's amazing to me how many of our senior adults will just uh, come downtown, park, and, and just look at the lights and watch the people because it's wonderful to see the families who are coming down, eating in the restaurants, and just visiting and uh it's kind of uh a lot of my staff says you know we're kind of like a hallmark town and i guess that's a great that's something we need to do more of and we just try to meet the needs of our people the best we can are we perfect heavens no but we're our, our offices are always open to help businesses and individuals within our city absolutely mayor i mean that that is that stems from your leadership and i really witnessed it when i was there and let's you know, one of our listeners, they want to get in touch with you or, or someone at the community about potentially locating there or coming in and learning more about the, the city itself. What's the best way for them to get in contact with you? The best way, and, and everybody laughs because they say, we can't believe you give your cell number out all the time. But I do because that, that's just me and that's the way we are. The easiest way to reach me is my cell number, 318-278-9701. Or you can go to www.ruston.org, O-R-G. That's the easiest way. My email address, rwalker at ruston.org. Awesome. Mayor, you've been a tremendous partner of ours, and I truly respect and admire the services you've offered your community and, and really 
the time and effort you've put behind helping build your community. So I really want to thank you for being such a good partner and taking time today to share with our listeners your insight on what makes Ruston perfect location uh, for a growing business. Hey, I appreciate so much this opportunity. Thanks for what you do. Uh, we all need to, to learn and have opportunities to listen to what other people are doing. So I appreciate what you do. And uh, thank you for giving us a chance to uh, be a part of this time and wish everyone a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Absolutely. With that said, to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, I'm the voice of GSLI's Community Connection, Eric Kleinsorge, wishing you the best. And we hope you'll join us again for some other great episodes coming up in 2021. Till then, we're signing off from the GSLI studios here in Dallas, Texas. Happy holidays and Happy New Year. You've been listening to the Community Connection GT Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners that help make this possible and our sponsor, Global Site Location Industries. We hope you'll return next time for another great episode of Community Connection. And don't forget, when your company is on the move, GSLI can help ensure your next site is the right site for success.